What's good, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Search for Consciousness. As you can tell, I already stumbled over my words because I am in that much shock. This episode is going to be crazy. So I had the blessing of speaking to a human design coach. I had no idea what that was. After the 30-minute conversation, I learned so much. You guys are going to have a good time, hopefully. I'm letting you know this young lady worked at Silicon Valley, had a whole bunch of health scares, tapped into her purpose if you will and she's living her dream life like this is insane so i thought i had an understanding i'm not even close to understanding but this is dope and i mean that i need y'all to check this episode out have a great time special shout out to my sister victoria jane she's like my new big homie and i will be reaching out to her with anything dealing with human design energy kabbalah what else she said? The I Ching. It, it, it's craziness, my brothers and sisters. So just tune in and, and definitely enjoy this episode and what you're about to hear. I'm telling you, I'm going to say this again. Every single emotion that you heard was authentic. Her and I did not have any in-person conversation prior to the recording of this podcast. And she was so spot on that she just convinced me that this is a science. And I need you guys to understand that. I love you all. Please enjoy episode 16. And have a blessed day. It's about to get crazy, so have a seat. Holla. What's good, beautiful people? And welcome back to another episode of Search for Consciousness. We have an amazing guest, and the vibes were already strong. I was having a good time talking to her. So let me introduce to you the amazing Victoria Jane. She is a human design coach, and I promise you, you're going to learn a lot. So, Victoria, thank you, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here on the search for consciousness and there's bits and pieces of your chart too immediately where I was like oh yeah like you're you got a unique way of thinking about things so it makes sense thank you very much so today my brothers and sisters we're gonna learn a lot I actually already learned something about myself prior to meeting with Miss Jane so we're good we'll discuss that and it'll be a lot of fun so I kind of want to get to know you and warm up with this question. I know that you worked for Silicon Valley, which is everyone knows like the source of technology and creation. Can you tell me why you wanted to leave something like that? Yeah, I can. It's um, yeah, it's interesting to, to work in. It was really interesting to work in Silicon Valley where it's like basically the companies that create the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. And what was really attractive about it for me and what kind of brought me in, I grew up in a very like academically focused, like be the achiever, you know, those are some of the labels that I took on um, being the A student. And so it, it was a natural progression for me to finish school and then think about like, well, what's going to be um, a job that I can feel like, you know, I feel excited like telling people about and there's a lot of inertia in just the California and the Bay Area to, to go into tech. Um, I certainly learned a lot. There were parts of it that were really fun, like the fast moving pace and, um, you know, people really true. There's a lot of innovation. People really feel like they're changing the world in some ways, not saying that every the company is doing it. Um, necessarily in the best way, but there was something really like glamorous about that, but I, it wasn't aligned for me. And what, how that really showed up was I started having a bunch of health issues. I was so healthy. Like I, you know, I had done my yoga teacher training. I was drinking a green smoothie every day, riding my bike to work, meditating. And then I was still having 
gut issues, blood sugar issues, adrenal issues. And I like, you know, I changed everything in my life except for work. And finally, that was the only thing left. And I had to really confront the truth that, you know, now I can look back and see that the universe was giving me a gift of these health issues. But at the time, it was, it was a lot to sort through. And ultimately, it was in that sort of rock bottom moment where I discovered human design and it gave me a language to articulate like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me around not being able to quote, keep up. It's actually that I just have a different energy and a different purpose than a lot of the people that I saw around me. Beautiful. So I appreciate you saying that. It's uh, it's interesting because with my eye, I actually lost sight and that forced me to, I guess, uncover my skill set. So similar to you, it was a health issue that caused the awakening so i appreciate you saying that it's almost as if you read my mind so the next question is what is human design can you share that with us yeah so human design is a system that speaks to how your energy works and i know i'll like define that a little bit more because i know that's like can mean a lot of different things but at a high level there's different types there's five different types within human design and they each have their own way of best exchanging your energy with the world. And I mean, when I say energy, it's like both the pace of how you work and also how you're meant to share your offerings, your gifts with the world, how you're best received by others. So for example, manifestors are one type and they're really here to, they have this big energy. They're here to start things. They can initiate, they're quite quick. And also like they don't necessarily have to like finish everything or like follow through and like, really do all this building, you know, they can just be the spark. And then there's other types where, for example, you're a projector. I'm also a projector. We're much more here to guide energy and we're not here to work in the same way that we see, for example, that I saw a lot of people in Silicon Valley where it's, I mean, it's not even nine to five, it's like nine to nine. Right. Um, And some people, you know, but there were people I worked with who loved it. And like, now I can appreciate them and, know that like that really fulfills them and not feel bad about myself right so it's like knowing your human design type can one lead to so much just self-acceptance and two like once you know your type remove some of the resistance and how we think we quote should show up because there's so much I don't know advice out there on like what you need to do to grow your business or be spiritual or whatever but the truth is it looks really different for different people so that's it at a very high level. But as you know, Stephen, when I shared your chart with you, there's like so many deeper pieces to it. So we could touch on, we can, t- we can, you can, I'll let you ask the question and then we'll keep going on whatever direction you want to go. 100%. No, I appreciate that. And guys, just a heads up. So Miss Jane reached out to me a little earlier before we met and she wanted to read my chart. And I was like, let's, let's F and do it because I actually, and I think you'll find this interesting. Hopefully I worked in Barnes and Noble when I was uh, between 18 and I want to say about 22. And I met this really weird guy and he had something on the back of his shirt and it said, tell me your numbers, your birthday, and I'll tell you your life. So yeah. being a young, curious man, I, I, I approached him and he said, you sure you want to know? And I said, I'm very sure. And I told him similar information to what I told you earlier. And he said to me, you're going to be, and this is before I had any ambition to be who I am today. And he said to me, and I'm going about 13 years in, in the past, he said, you're going to be a teacher, which I'm currently a New York City, you know, educator. Thank God. He also said I was going to be a businessman and we created the business. And then the scariest thing he said is that I'm going to probably write a, a few books. So we're in the process of doing that now. So I found that very interesting. 
So I just why is that scary? Can I ask? Of, of course, of hey, I'm interviewing you now. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think that at times I doubt my own abilities. So to, yeah. to step up to the role of author scares me. But I I, I will yeah. continue fighting the good fight because I think there's something I need to do. Uh-huh. But uh, no, definitely a good question. All right, so let's keep it moving. I appreciate you and I appreciate your knowledge base. So how can we use human design to heal trauma? Yeah, well, okay. So this is how I see, it's funny because I think about all the people that come to me and the questions I get. Human design can be so amazing for understanding ourselves and who we who we really are. And I like to actually distinguish human design from personality tests. Um, I feel like a lot of personality tests, it's kind of based on our behaviors and sometimes um, our, like our person, certain personality traits can change as well. Right. But your human design never really changes. It's like, um, let me think of an example. So for, for example, Stephen, like you, you're an emotional authority, which means that you're the kind of person that just wakes up with feelings because you're always writing this, emotion and you're always riding this emotional wave sometimes you're high sometimes you're low doesn't have to be for a particular reason like that's always going to be how you are energetically showing up in the world right now so human design shows you that this kind of like base imprint of your gifts and your energy um but that doesn't account for there's this whole other piece to you, which is like your life experiences, what's often called conditioning, what has shaped you, your nurture, right? And so trauma to me is like what happens in the experience of life that not, not everything that happens that is trauma has to be traumatic. I think, I feel like someone smarter than me said that, maybe Gabor Mate, I'm not, I can't remember right now, sorry. Um, so, so in terms of healing trauma, though, there are traumatic things that can happen that become trauma and that lead to a conditioned behavior. Like, so let's say, you know, growing up, you were always, and this is like a small T trauma, but like you were always yelled at for being messy. I'm just making this up. Um, and so now anytime someone like criticizes you for being messy, there's this like contraction and this lashing out, this defensiveness, um, something that might be helpful Um in knowing your design and now i'm like kind of i'm like making this all up as we go so let's say um you know that was the experience that happened and in your chart you had an undefined emotional center so in your chart so you're a defined emotional steven i'm i'm undefined and uh some quick like chart layout pieces anywhere you're colored in is who you consistently are and where you're sharing energy and then where you're white is where you take things in so in terms of trauma we're more likely to pick up um, external influences in our white centers and our undefined centers. So in the case of this criticism that is now bringing up these uncomfortable feelings for somebody with an undefined emotional center, it's, there's this possibility for like a conditioned behavior of like, you know, um, not necessarily want to, wanting to face uncomfortable feelings. So this is just like one example of many, but my point is that knowing your design can show you where you have learned behaviors that aren't really part of how you're meant to show up. And we can be conditioned anywhere, whether we're defined or undefined, but um, that's that's it at a high level. And I'm happy to keep going into more detail if it would be helpful. Well, first, I'm a little scared because that is a trauma that I still face. And I, <sighs> I, I, I use, you know, 
scared sometimes to be facetious. Like I'm not really scared, yeah. but I am okay. amazed that you aligned to that level. So that's another question I'll ask later, but uh, I'm very interested in your answer to what I will ask you towards the end. So thank you yeah. very much for saying that. I, I definitely see the benefits of understanding who you are so that you can separate uh, what's really you and what happened to you. So, so definitely yeah. thank you for that. Can I give another example, too, real quick? So um, there's another part of the chart, uh, the arrows at the top that relate to how our our brain and our mind works. And so you're somebody who, like, there's one arrow that relates to your brain. So your brain can be very focused. You can dive in and, like, you know, be like, okay, I'm going to learn about, um, I'm going to learn about, like, this philosophy and like read the book or whatever but then there's your mind and your consciousness and your arrow is pointing to the right here so there's this other part of you that can really take in a lot at once think about like a laser pointer directing your focus versus like a like a lantern that's like 360 and so there are some people who have a lot of left facing arrows that are very strategic very linear and there are other people that are all right facing that are more um, receptive, taking things in, passive, and I don't, like, sometimes people hear passive and think that's a bad thing, but I mean this in the best way, where it's like, oh, you can actually take in everything, right? You can be sitting um, in the middle of a park and notice the trees and the birds and the people walking by and the kids playing, and, like, you know, maybe there's, like, a car that's about to drive onto the sidewalk, and, like, you could be reading your book, but, like, also see it out of the corner of your eye and, like, jump up and save a kid. That's, like, very right-facing arrow. Um And another kind of trauma that I see a lot is around people thinking, oh, I have ADD, Um, I was really bad at school, like, you know, all these different things around, essentially, like, the way my brain and my mind work don't fit this one model that I've seen. And so there's a lot of examples of that within the human design chart of, like, there's not just one way of being that is correct or better. There are different ways of approaching life, whether that's learning or using your energy, you know, for example... 70% of the population are two other types called generators and manifesting generators. And these people, when they're doing what they love, they can work all day long. They have so much fun. They're lit up. Like famous, a famous generator, for example, is, is Oprah. And she's, I don't know. I feel like she does a lot of things and you see that energy that she shares with people. Um, Or like Tony Robbins, I feel like your audience would know him too, right? He's like, you can like go into a, what is it? Like a packed like hotel ballroom and get like all these people amped. But not everybody is like that, right? And you can still be incredibly successful, have so much impact, but not show up energetically the same way Tony Robbins does. I certainly don't. Um, But where we often feel maybe shameful, which is a big part of trauma, is, oh, I'm lacking in some way, right? Versus, oh, I can really appreciate who I am. And yeah, and so human design can go into all the nuances of that. Got it. No, I'm definitely starting to slowly understand what it is. I didn't want to do research because I wanted to speak to you first. I wanted to hear it from you. Then if there was anything that confused me, I would then go and access more content. But I needed to hear it from you because you are an expert in the field. And I think people need to recognize that. Not to mention you've been spot on since this conversation started. So stop scaring me. All right, let's keep going, though. Um, hmm. I wanted to know. How can we reprogram our mind and nervous system so that we can live our design? Like, how do we combat the issues, I I guess? Mm -hmm. This is a great question because this is is what takes um, 
it's taking human design and the knowledge of it, but then actually working with it and applying it, right? So there's kind of like different layers to what I see when people first learn about their design. There's the kind of like, oh, cool, like something that I can learn about myself and you kind of pull it up and like maybe, you know, maybe you learn a little bit about your type or your strategy, but then some people, and some people stop there and that's totally fine. This isn't, not everything has to resonate with everyone. Um, But then there are those who are like, oh wow, this is, this feels really true. And like, maybe I'm not totally living my design, but you know, the idea of say being a projector and waiting for the invitation, like that sounds like such a relief. Like I don't have to keep pushing and I can, there's a way where I can feel seen and recognized and sharing my gifts rather than like, I got to like hustle all the time. And so that's, that's when the rubber hits the road. I think that's the phrase, whatever you get what I'm saying. And it's like, okay, now how do I reprogram some of these beliefs um, that might not be serving me. So for example, since we're both projectors, we can keep <laughs> using this example. Um, a common belief that I see with folks is I have to, in order to be successful, I have to like do all these things, right? I have to like send a bunch of emails or grow my business or be working all the time when like, especially for projectors, that's not true. The way our energy works, we're, I mean, to put it bluntly, like we're not really, meant to be working that much which hopefully there's a part of you that's happy to hear that um because we don't have consistent access to sacral energy so we're not manifestors or sorry we're not generators or manifesting generators so we don't have access to consistent energy in the same way our purpose is a little bit different our potency is in when we guide and part of being able to guide is actually taking in all this energy that's you know around other people or on the projects that we work with and we kind of like like a projector's dream is to just like sit on the board of some companies and like pop in, tell you what they think you should do and then pop out. That's like every projector's dream. I literally, I had to, I have to stop you. I literally during meditation was like, what would be my dream job? And I was mm-hmm. looking into, and I was just like throwing out ideas and then leaving. Like, that's all I want to do. An idea person. I, I'm going to scare you a little more though. I'm listening super intently to what you're saying to me. And then you said something about the sacral chakra. So Uh I felt that a few years ago, so much so that I went to a gem shop and bought carnelian because I know that Uh stone resonates with the sacral chakra, which is creation. To take it a step Uh further, and I'll just say this openly because you just, to me, confirm what I've been feeling. I hate overworking myself, but I have to because I have to pick up a lot of slack. That being said, I tell my partner And I'll say this openly because I guess the time is today that I feel a division between mindful wizard and my nine to five. And eventually I will follow mindful wizard fully. Uh So similar to Uh you, I I think, I I guess if I had to reflect, you had that experience before I did, but I already see the steps of, I need to get the hell out of here. And it's not because I don't love it. It's just because it's depleting me. And I understand why now. Yes, exactly. Like, so then this is why, like, there are those people that are, and especially in Silicon Valley, where it's like, you know, they wake up at 6am, they work on their side hustle, and they go do the other thing. And it's like, like, I can, when I talk to people like that, I can feel the energy and the intensity and like that, it feels good to them, right? But um, that's not 
that's not you, that's not me. So like full freedom to also do it another way, right? Um, I still haven't fully answered your question. So then how can we reprogram? So the first piece is like knowing your design and the awareness of like actually what is my blueprint? What is my recipe for not just success, but like living my authenticity in a way that feels good, right? And then once there's that awareness, there's the more... um, let's call it like, you can choose what modality works best for you, right? So I personally, in my coaching, work with um, like calming the nervous system. I studied yoga nidra, and that for me has worked really well. So I love using that with other people, um, where you actually essentially calm the nervous system, enter the quantum state, and then call in and like what it is that you want. And so, you know, there's a lot of teachers out there in manifestation and like Joe Dispenza and whatever. And I have studied lots of those different things. So it kind of all comes together in its own way. Um, but there's so many other tools too. It's like even meditation, breath work, like anything where you're able to release the habitual pattern of what's in the body to consciously choose a new different way of acting. I would consider like reprogramming. Mm. Speaking to the soul, my sister. Thank you very much. (laughs) So it's funny that you asked for the chart or the information that created the chart because I was going to ask you, what is a chart? Like, can you just, for those people that have, like, this kind of scares me a little bit. Like, I look at it and I'm like, what do these numbers mean? So can Mm -hmm. you give us, like, just like a quick breakdown of Mm -hmm. what people should expect when they see a a chart? Totally. So, So you get your design how you get your design is essentially you are imprinted by the subatomic particles that are streaming through the I don't know everything through that I was gonna say the atmosphere I'm not sure if that's the that are streaming through all the time right Mm -hmm. uh so there's like this is the element of quantum physics that human design is rooted in so you're born you get imprinted this is also where astrology fits in there are four different systems that human design pulls from astrology the Kabbalah the I Ching and the chakra system and it's not to say that it's a perfect um, translation. There's sort of like human design has its own take on some things. For example, the chakra system is traditionally seven centers, but in human design, there's nine centers. Uh, but anyway, all we need is your birth date, time and location to know like, where were you? So what was streaming through? And then there, when you get the visual of the chart, there are shapes in like a little human body to represent the centers. Some are colored in, some are white. So the colored in centers are, you can think of as like energy shining out. This is like how you're consistently showing up. So for example, Stephen, you're somebody that has consistent access to that emotional energy. You have a consistent access or sense of like who you are, what's your direction in life, a consistent way of using your voice and expressing yourself and thinking about things. And then when you're white is where you're taking in from the external. So for example, for that sacral energy, it's like you can be around other people with sacral energy and feel it and amplify it. So maybe like in the classroom, for example, it's like you can show, show up and be like, yep, I'm like teaching and I'm like writing all these things. I'm running everything. And you can, and you can feel so energized in that environment. And then when you leave and you're out of the sacral energy, there can be, you can feel that drop too. Um, Then there's numbers and lines and those are, that's what are called gates. And so these are your specific gifts. They're archetypal energies. This is the part of human design that comes from the I Ching. And yeah, and so that's what those are. There's a black and a red side. I think that's the final piece I'll say in terms of orientation of the chart. The black part, everything in the black is based on your actual birthday. And then the red side is 
88 days before your birthday. So those are two significant dates in terms of how you get your design. And the red side is sometimes also called the body or the unconscious side. So the gates or the gifts that you have in red, you might be less aware of because it's, you know, you're just not as conscious of this. But obviously, the more you live your life and reflect, the more that becomes something you're aware of as well. Wow. This is really interesting. So guys, for those, I'm just going to take a, a second to breathe. But for those of you that want to get this breakdown, please reach out to this young lady. I will be tagging her on every single platform that I have. I'll share your link tree because I, I did a little research. So hopefully people can see what you offer. And wow, this is really powerful stuff. I think also it may be overwhelming for people that don't know the modalities. So I appreciate you even just breaking that down. Correct me if I'm wrong. The I Ching is a text written. Can you can yeah, you just it, elaborate? It's like um yeah yeah it's a traditional um, text Chinese and it was used in divination. So think about um, like tarot is a form of divination. In the I Ching, people would throw I think traditionally like yarrow sticks or pennies, and they come up. There's like six different lines, um, and then there's 64 different archetypal energies. What's interesting, and I hope I'm not getting too esoteric for folks here, is those 64 um, gates also correspond with the 64 codons within our DNA. So there's like a sister branch of human design called the gene keys. That's all about um, the different codes essentially that you can carry. But I don't want to go too deep with that. So I'll just stop there. So I got to say a few things. My my audience is very scattered. So I got people that just sit there and want to hear about astral projection. I got, yeah. pe- I got people that are like really sad and just want motivation. I got people that love the Kabbalah. I have people that never heard yeah. of it. So I, I think you are truly multidimensional. And I see the similarities because I kind of understand a lot of what you're saying. But my role is to just break it down for those that have no idea. So... So I appreciate you. And I, and I really do. I think we need to definitely continue this conversation. I want to go live with you in the, in the near future so we can like just bounce off ideas because this is cool. So and I hope you guys are enjoying this. So you're definitely going to learn a lot. All right, cool. So I want to ask you three more questions and then I think we'll leave it at that. But I saw that you talked about flow. Can you tell me yeah. what flow feels like? What does it feel like? Okay, I think that it's always helpful with examples, right? So uh, for me, like contrasting what flow feel, what flow doesn't feel like is helpful. So I know I was very, when I was very out of alignment with all of my health issues, right? Um, from the outside, if you didn't know that I, like all the colleagues and coworkers I had at the time, right, would probably say like, oh, she's doing well, she's successful, whatever. And, but on the inside, it was such a struggle And so what that felt like was things felt like a slog. You know, it was like, this isn't really working. There's resistance. Um, There's a certain heaviness. But I'm still doing the same thing over and over, and it is exhausting. Now, with flow, and especially because I've personally had a lot of transition in the last year, flow can be, like, all amazing and light and wonderful. But flow can also be challenging, especially if we're growing and there's a stretch stretching of our capacity for what might come. Um, so it can still feel hard. And I think I just want to say that, um, cause sometimes I get clients that are like, Oh, I thought if I just followed my design, everything would be like perfect. I'm like, no, actually it means that you get bigger challenges, but also bigger rewards. 
And the flow that you will feel even in those moments is this, from, I'll just speak for myself, the way that I would articulate it is um, like, a, like a trust that there is, like the wind is in my sails. Even when like I'm sailing on the ocean and there are big, really big intense waves. Mm. You are very spot on. And I would like you to know that I really feel literally everything that you're saying. It's kind of scary. It's mm. like you're talking to uh, yourself almost because I struggle, right? And I give, no, I, I, it's true. I give so much in everything that I do, even if I don't love it, you know, because I know it's bigger than me. So to teach is beautiful, but then I also end up doing 50,000 things that take away from the goal, which is just to enlighten in whatever way I can do it. So it's this is this is scaring me in a good way. Maybe it's gonna lead me to quit my job. We'll see. Just kidding, guys. Don't if you're listening. Don't blame it on me. <laughs> no, actually I would I would probably thank you. I would end up sending you a check or something. All right, let's get back to business because this is very interesting. So thank you. And you answered it already, but I still want to hear your perspective on this. Cause when I was looking up looking up what human design is and was, I was like, is this spiritual or practical? And I want to hear what you think. Okay, I love this question. I actually haven't been asked it before on a podcast, so thank you for asking. Okay. I actually, and I think you know the answer would differ based on who you ask, of course. Um, it's practical. I think it's both. So this, and this is just my purse. Like the way that I work with human design, to me, it's both. Um, it's practical because at the most foundational level, like, you know, you don't have to go into your gates and your channels and all these things. Like you could just pull up your free chart, look at your type strategy and authority, which would give you strategies like how you best navigate through life to feel the most flow. And then authority is like, what's your intuition to tune into? If you just did that and then you actually practiced it, which, you know, that, that would be a whole practice like in and of itself. Um, it would make, decision-making so much easier, right? It would take all the mental swirl around like, what do I do and should I do it? And what about, what does that person think? Like all of that. So that it's practical in that way. It's like, like I think I was saying before, it's like a manual or a blueprint for how you work, right? And I think it's also can be spiritual for those who choose to interpret it that way or, or use it in that way. Um, because like, here's an example, like so many people are so hungry for their purpose right? Like, I think we, um, we're as humans, like we want to make meaning of our life. And so there are parts of the chart that can speak to purpose, but what it doesn't, what your, what your design doesn't give you is like, should I be a teacher? Or should I be a writer? Right. It tells you what are the archetypal energies that you're here to share. So like Stephen, in your case, you have an individual, you have like access to like what you individually know, and then how can you share that in a way that's really accessible and understandable to other people. So like, Hey, taking all these out there concepts and like explaining it on a podcast and just getting it out there. Right. That is one um, manifestation of how that can look, but maybe, you know, you switch your efforts to like writing those books, right. In a few years, like you can always keep changing. Um, and so this is where we get to contemplate like a little more of the spirituality. Right. And there are some of these like truths that come out of human design. Like we are all different types and we all play different purpose in the collective. Like, um, you know, why, why is it that, um, or how is it that like people are coming through in the exact portion that we need to evolve humanity. Right. So there's definitely a spiritual component to me as well. Um, although I would say certain people within human design would, 
there are some folks who like to think of it as purely a quote mechanical system of like, this is just energy and this is just how it works. Um, but, but to me, there's like some mystery that can't be purely explained, right? There, there are these other things that we get to tie in. Um, and I like, I like that there's a little, I, to me, there feels like there's a little more humility in that too. No, 100%. Like, I'm looking at this and I'm saying this isn't guesswork. I'm looking at this and I'm saying alignment is real. I'm looking at this and saying, damn, everything I've been feeling has just been brought out by a person I don't really know. So it leads me to believe that there is some powerful truth and powerful energy at work. So definitely thank you for all that. You've been amazing. I really enjoy talking to you. So I'll definitely invite you again if you're willing and able. My last... uh question hopefully we'll throw you off <laughs> what is your advice to the youth the, the youth what well, can you define what like just, can you define the age range and like who, who that how, is how youth we talking just uh let's go with someone 18 years old and they don't know where to go next oh oh that really like it just like touches my heart to even hear feel hear you ask that question because i think about what it must feel like or it felt like for me when I was 18 and it's just like I, ugh. it's like a, it's not that it's a tough place to be but like there's so much wanting to know what to do that's how I, I like that's at least where I was I feel like um and they can feel so big right they can feel so like it's like I, I remember every decision feeling like so significant as if it would decide so much and I can look back now, and I hope this doesn't land in a condescending way, but I can look back now and feel like it's, so, it's like really okay. Like you don't have to know. And like just taking a step, like you always have infinite choices and infinite freedom in any, any moment. And so if you can just take each step as an experiment and human design in and of itself, like practicing it and living it as an experiment, um, that will make things feel less heavy. And I hope that will help. <laughs> I like yeah. That. I like that. Yeah. I kind of just want to give the youth a hug. That's really mm-hmm. actually all I want to That's, do. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm a hugger as well. So I understand. Remember, I, I'm, I'm actually a dean of students. I say that I'm a teacher because I like to teach, but I actually am here to prevent issues to the best of my ability. Like that's my mm. current role at work. So I really appreciate it. I asked that question with my students in mind. I hope you guys enjoy that. I love you all. Before we wrap it up, uh, can you just tell us how we can find you? You've been amazing. And uh, how can people get to you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at victoriajane.hd. Um, one thing, I'm, I'm not super active on social media because there's a part of my design that's all about being a hermit, which I'm really leaning into. Um, but I'm on there, you know, occasionally. And then you can also sign up for my email list through my link tree there. And I'm planning to share a little bit more there too. So I'd love to connect in either of those ways. Gotcha. No, I appreciate that. Guys, look her up. She's been incredible. I'm into this stuff and I'm still in shock. So it, it's kind of interesting. And I could imagine what a one-on-one session would be. So so thank you again. I humbly appreciate you. All this love is coming from New York City. We're sending it your way. Guys, episodes dropping every Sunday at 4. Special shout out to the lovely Miss Jane. Is there anything else you want to add, my sister? Just thank you. It's been such a pleasure chatting. It's been it's been a lot of fun. We're going to get it back, guys. Don't worry. Thank you again. I appreciate you, my sister, and amen.